that was a rough entrance, Craig. <laughs> Welcome to the shit show. Uh, so first of all, I want to explain to you guys what happened. So last week we we recorded an entire episode and Craig fucked us without any lube and you heard none of my audio. You heard all of Kate. And luckily I was the one talking at least. Yes, but like it's funny because so like, you know, in the beginning I was talking about like the new glasses I had gotten. Yeah. All you hear is go, well, why couldn't you get them in purple? Oh, well, that sucks. Like, you literally, it literally sounds like you're talking to yourself. Fun I fact, don't guys. She's apparently <laughs> a figment of my imagination. Apparently. Like, there's, like, so if anybody knows, anybody who's listening knows anything about audio, when you, when you talk, there are ups and lows in your pitch. And, you know, so when you see it on the audio, but <laughs> that day, my audio was a flat line. And I'm like, it looks like I'm dead. Like, it's just like this like, flat line of audio. There's nothing. And it makes no sense because legit, I could hear her. She was talking normal like she always does. So it's not yeah. like, oh, she was sick or something. So like, you know, the audio didn't pick up. Like, it it was all normal. And my mic was in the same same position it always is. It was connected the same way. We used the same exact program to transcribe the audio and nothing. And like, it was a good story. And I ended up telling my kids about it. And they both ended up looking up the picture. So I'm definitely going to think that maybe we should do it again this week. Yeah, totally. We can totally re-record it. Um, I just was like, last week I was just frustrated. And I was just like, fuck it. Nope. No, like, I'm going to murder somebody. This week. So that, and then... We're a day late because I had a manic day yesterday. If anybody with depression, anxiety, ADHD, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and like, I was so focused and getting stuff done around my house. I told Kate flat out, I was like, if we record, I will not finish what I'm doing. And I really want to get it done because I've been like, in my head, I had been looking at it to get it done for days. But because I have depression, my depression was like, nah, it's not that important. But yesterday I, I woke it. up with this like fire under my ass and I knew it was mania and I was okay with it. I rode the wave. <laughs> I mean, if it's, it's going to happen, at least have it, you know, do things that are, you know, productive. Yeah. Well, and so I got everything. Of course, my back is killing me today, but I got everything done I wanted to yesterday. So that's why we we're a day late. It, that was all me. Friday, it was Craig. Today, yesterday, it was me. <laughs> Oh man, I wish you guys could have seen that message she sent me too, because she was just so pissed. I was so mad. I wanted to throw, like, I ran it through several other programs to try and pick up any audio, and it was picking up nothing. And I was like, what the fuck happened when this thing was recording? Because, like, I'm looking, so again, for those of you who know Discord, when you're in a voice chat, it shows you all the voice chats, and it shows you a green ring around anybody who's talking. So my green ring lit up the whole time. So I'm like, it must have just been a malfunction with Craig. Like, I, th there's no other, like... But God and there damn was it, no way right. Yeah, and there was no way to recover the audio, which just made me so much angrier. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. I'm done. Because I'm not tech savvy. So if, But if anybody has any tips for if that happens again, please let me know. Or a better recording thing for Kate and I. Because Craig is so goddamn inconsistent. Because while Zoom did not give us the best quality audio, it was consistent. I was say, we at least knew it would work. And we had no issues. 
since having Craig, he will yeet himself. <laughs> uh, he doesn't record <laughs> all the time. Right. So, like, I'm just like, I, I, yeah. So, and you have to remember that Kate and I are in different states. So that's why we use this. So, but yeah. Yeah, if we could just, like, you know, hop over to each other's houses, we would, but we don't Absolutely. work Absolutely. Unfortunately. So, this is Hell, you'd probably at. have a real interesting uh, YouTube series if we could meet up with each other every week. Definitely. Although, I don't know where we would do it because looking around at my office right now, it is trash. Like, it is so bad. I wish my mania extended to the office yesterday. Ugh, that's the worst, too. Like, but it hey. didn't. <laughs> Like, but you're, you're gonna right. do this to me. Let me do everything. Right, but like at least I got everything done that I wanted to get done yesterday, and like it was a lot in my head. So like, I'm proud of myself for that. Well, good. I'm proud of you too. Thank you. So this case, first of all, I I don't even know where I found it. I'm not even gonna lie. Oh, you saw that, right, Kate? I did. You see what's on my eye, right? Mm-hmm. So for anyone else not who can't see, I just rub my eye with eyeliner on it. And I've got a big streak of black on my fingers. That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome the to the Hot ever. Mess Witchy Express. <laughs> Where our fucking audio doesn't want to work and, you know. It, it's just, anyway. So, yeah. Um, so this case that I found, I did think it was quite interesting because I had never heard of a male version of this. I told Kate a little bit about it because usually, so it's about an angel of death case, which for those of you who may not know, angels, angel of death is typically referred to a female nurse, doctor, CNA, who is killing their patients because it quote is saving them. Um, but this one's a guy. Which is so weird. Which is weird because you never hear about an angel of death label with a guy like that's just not. It's not normal. Unfortunately, I wish we could come up with better names. Like, instead of having to... I know Kate and I have talked about this before. Reusing, repurposing names. It bothers me. Like, where's our originality? But then I look at movies, and it all makes sense. You know, where they, like, remake the same movie, like, ten times? So we don't have an original thought anymore, and it's kind of sad. Yeah. But Donald did. <laughs> because he's the first guy that I've heard to do this. Uh, so his name is Donald Harvey, and he claims to have murdered 87 people. Uh, although they're like Such the official, odd. Uh, right? An odd number, 87. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't mean um, that, but ha, huh. it is weird. It's just like a weird, like 87. Like, uh, well, also, um, it's, it's also odd, yeah. Um, now the official like count is believed to be between 37 and 57, but that's still like a lot. Yeah. Again, why is that? Why is the end of a seven? I don't know. Maybe he thought it was his lucky number. Ugh, but this guy, <laughs> Kate, that's Kate. This is the hill Kate will die on. Do not kill people in odd numbers. No, you can do it in odd numbers. It's not seven. I don't know why, but seven just feels weird. <laughs> um... Now, this guy, he was not a nurse or a doctor or anything. He was just an orderly. So, it interests me that he had the access that he did to kill these people. Well, I will say, I work in an assisted living facility. 
and I pass meds. I can't like give injections. Well, okay. I can give injections because I've taken classes, but normal CNAs are not allowed to do that. So like, I think it's actually becoming a lot more like accepted for that kind of thing, but obviously not like when this happened. Well, I just think it's interesting because like, like you said, like when I was a CNA, the only reason why I was allowed to pass meds is because I also did a medical assistant thing so that I could pass medication. I took a medication aid class or classes, I should say, to pass meds. But that was the only reason why I was allowed as a CNA to pass meds. So I'm finding it very interesting that orderlies, but we all know that because this takes place in like the, what is it? When did he first, I think I want to say the 60s. No, the 70s. So we all know that mental health and healthcare was not the greatest in the 70s. And so I'm wondering if that's why he got away with it so much. Um, well, I could see that. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. So his name was Donald Harvey, and he was born near Cincinnati, Ohio, on April 15th, 1952. Uh, shortly after his birth, his parents moved to Boonville, Kentucky, uh, which I had to look it up. And it's near the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains. So, Interesting. Um, now, his family was very poor. Um, and now, during this time, Harvey alleged that he was abused by an uncle and a neighbor around the age of four. Um, and he said that instead of wanting to play with other kids in school, he preferred to spend time with adults. Um, he was remembered as well-liked by teachers, but isolated by students. Um, at school, he was a diligent student who classmates remember was a bit of a loner. He took no, he took part in no extracurricular activities and preferred to spend his time reading. Now, obviously I played outside a lot, but as I got older, I preferred to be reading. So I don't know, like, it's hard to use that as a precursor to like, (laughs) <laughs> being a serious I was gonna killer. say I, I used to love to read too so I mean I still love to read like I tell my kids all the time I'll never say no to a book like I will always buy if you ask me to buy you a book I will always say yes right like my parents so, used to have uh, books away from me like it was the weirdest punishment ever yeah well my mom would be like tell us to go to bed but she knew that she had to check on both my brother and I because when we went to bed we wouldn't be asleep we would be reading uh huh um <laughs> Now, Harvey's mother, Goldie, which I love, I love that that her name is Goldie Harvey. Um, she, she recalled that, you know, they brought up her son in a very loving environment, you know, that he was always a good boy. Um, and so, like, I find it interesting that he says that he was sexually abused, but his mom was like, no, we loved him. So it's just interesting to see, like, two completely different takes on the same situation. Um, now, in 1968, Harvey graduated um, to Boonville High School, where he continued to excel. He earned a lot of A's and B's on his report card, usually without any effort. So it was very surprising, not only to his parents and the teacher, but the teachers as well, when he dropped out in ninth grade. So, 
that does that is interesting because that means he was smart enough to get A's and B's in school, but he was like, "Yeah, fuck this." Um. After leaving school, Harvey re relocated back to Cincinnati, Ohio, where he got a job in a factory. Um, and he stayed there until 1970 when he was laid off. Uh, Harvey got a call from his uh, mother a few days later asking him to visit his grandfather who was dying in Marymount Hospital in London, Kentucky. Um, Harvey agreed to do this, you know, because he had just been laid off. And he's like, well, sure. what, else, what else am I going to do? <laughs> right. Um, so while Harvey was in Kentucky, he spent most of his time visiting his grandfather. Uh, and he was soon known as to be a fixture at the hospital because he was well known to most of the nuns who worked there. And they all said that they liked him. Um, during a conversation with one of the nuns, Harvey was asked if he would be interested in working at Marymount as an orderly. And of course, Harvey was like, fuck, yeah, I'm already here already all the time and I don't right. have a job. So I'm so he started working the next day. Now, <laughs> the only reason why this bothers me, <laughs> they don't know fuck all about him. Right. Other than the fact that he visits his grandfather every day. They, they don't know shit about his educational background. They don't know shit about his work background. Nothing. They were just like, OK, you're hired. Like that bothers me. <laughs> Check his references, at least. <laughs> um, that. Come on now. So, like I said, he was not a trained doctor or nurse, but because he was an orderly, it required him to spend a lot of time alone with patients. Now, I'm going to list some of his duties. Obviously, they are not the same duties of what are orderlies now, which is certified nursing assistants. Changing bedpans. We did that. Yep. We did not insert catheters and pass out medication. I say you do have to take nowadays. You do have to take um, special classes for it, but you can. You can, but that's not like right out the gate, right? Like so. So this guy was changing, and the inserting catheter part gets me because I, when I was a CNA, I knew a lot of experienced nurses that had difficulty doing that. So like. I'm like, but this guy had no training whatsoever, and you're having him put a catheter inside someone's urethra. I mean, mind okay. you, mind you, I hate doing catheters, but I will say the fact that plenty of people did not know that pee in a woman comes out of a different hole was fucking hilarious. Oh my god, I remember that part in my anatomy class when they were like, so a woman has three openings, and they were like, are you including her mouth? And I was like, oh. no, Richard. <laughs> yeah. And as somebody who did practice on inserting catheters, I can tell you that inserting a female catheter is harder. Yes. At least to me, I thought it was harder to do a woman. Oh, it is. Um. So, yeah. And this guy with no medical training whatsoever, we're like, whatever. You can do it. It's not a problem. <laughs> and that just... Uh. Anyway, so the first few weeks at his the hospital were uneventful. Nothing was happening. 
Um, and even to this day, criminal psychologists were unex were a unable to explain like why Harvey went from being like mediocre to being like a murderer. Um, according to Harvey's later confessions, he considered himself a mercy killer, which is interesting. Yeah. I, I always think those are interesting when they're like, I'm a mercy killer, but it's like, mm, are you know? <laughs> so during an evening shift on May 31st, 1970, Donald Harvey committed his first murder. Now, years later in a 1997 interview with the Cincinnati post, Harvey described it as when he walked into the room to check on a stroke victim, the patient Logan Evans rubbed feces in his face Harvey became angry and lost all control. The next thing I knew, I smothered him, he said. It was like the last straw. I just lost it. I just went in to help the man, and he wants to rub it in my face. Harvey, I mean, smothered <laughs> Harvey smothered Logan with a plastic sheet and a pillow. Now, if he's a mercy killer, that has nothing. The, the way he describes his very first kill has nothing to do with mercy nothing that is pure like he's pissed off to yeah. me like there's no and then apparently that did not uh satiate him because that same night harvey went into james tyree's room now this this is one when, when i read it i had to read it more than once and because it gave me like the willies every time willies that is a terrible phrase i'm sorry because this next part <laughs> Harvey used the wrong size catheter on James Ugh. and then held him down until he vomited blood and died. God damn. Right? Like, <laughs> okay. Um, now, just three weeks after committing his first two murders, he was starting to get cocky. And so he killed again when he disconnected the oxygen tank at Elizabeth Wyatt's bedside. And I'm going to say this now. He does this a lot. He likes to use oxygen. And that just really pisses me off. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't like that. Because that's a slow way of suffocating someone. Like, that really grinds my gears. Is like... You're slow. Like this was had nothing to do with mercy killing. No. You, if, if it's a mercy killing, you're going to do it quick. Like, okay. It for like uh, farmers, right? When yes. a horse breaks a leg or a cow breaks a leg or they're kind of just trying to kill sheep. It's quick. That's a mercy killing. This fucker taking someone's oxygen tank away is not fucking mercy killing. Fuck you, dude. Yeah. Um, so because he got away with these three murders now, he started to feel like he was, had this sense of superiority. Oh, I bet uh, he did. Because, you know, he was like, I can, you know, hold them between life and death. Um, so this sparked his murder spree, like these three murders, and he would kill patients in a variety of ways, suffocation, morphine injections, all different kinds of drugs. Well, at least now, morphine, you just kind of go out. You just fall asleep. Oh, yeah. I wish all his were like that, but they're not. Um, I know, but I was just saying. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, damn it. I know. 
Now, on July 12, 1970, Harvey claimed, claimed he accidentally killed Harvey Williams when he used a faulty oxygen tank. Claimed. Uh-huh. Big quotations. Um, now, this next one, trigger warning, is rough. Uh, rough. Um, because, again, even though Harvey claimed that he was doing this out of mercy killings, this is another murder where it is not... Not... Uh, I get it's you. Not, this is this is this is revenge. So on April, on July twenty eighth, nineteen seventy, according to Harvey, Ben insisted Ben Gilbert insisted that Harvey was trying to kill him and swung a bedpan at him and knocked him out. Later that evening, Harvey crept into Ben's room, and Harvey used an oversized catheter and put a straightened coat hanger. Threw Ben Gilbert's urethra and punctured his bladder and his bowel. Infection set in, and with a few days, Ben died. That what is fuck. That is hor- now again. Uh, again, I think the reason why I picked this is because I was a CNA and I know Kate is. So like, you're gonna get elderly patients. That think you are their neighbor, sister, brother, lover. Right. They're also going to think that you're trying to kill them. I've had that one. Yep. I also have been knocked out. Like legit knocked out by a patient. I was working in the Alzheimer's unit. I came in on Valentine's Day wearing all red scrubs. A patient was sundowning. He thought I was the devil. And he punched me square in the face and knocked me out. And it happens. It, but did that stop me from doing that work? No. No. Did I keep doing it for years after that? Yes. <laughs> so, like, it's just part of the job. Like, if you pay attention to any of the training, it's just part of the job. It's going yep. to happen. It's not for everybody. Time, and most of the time, it, there was no real Ill, Ill will intended. No. Because the next day, the guy was like, oh, my gosh, what happened to your eye? <laughs> You're like, you motherfucker. And of course, I was just like, somebody thought I was Satan and punched me yesterday because I was wearing all red. And he was like, oh, that is so awful. You're like, yeah, I fucking know, dude. I'm like, I know. My face hurts. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, he didn't know. He didn't know what he had done. And so I'm like, I can't be mad at him. He didn't know. Right. And that's what I always tell people. I'm like, at the end of the day, like, don't get me wrong. You're going to get your fair share of dick dickheads that just do what they want because they're old yes but also if you make it to 90 fuck it do what you want bro like facts all right and like so the fact that my grandfather is 89 and he curses like a sailor cracks me up oh i know right it's great because i'm just like he's 89 fucking years old like who cares if he makes dirty jokes and cusses and stuff like who cares like he's 89 years old (laughs) like so yeah honestly a lot of the patients never really bother me so the stuff that this guy does this coat hanger thing that's fucking brutal like yeah like don't get me wrong i've been mad at patients but i oh yeah never once thought of doing anything that would harm them 
No, and, and especially not like this. Like, cause this is, again, again, this is what I mean with, it's not a slow death. Or I mean, it's not a quick death. Like he talks about mercy and killing. This is a slow death. It took him days to die after being, after having his bladder and bowel punctured. Like it took him Basically days after to being die. assaulted. Yes, he was sexually, this is sexual assault. Yeah. Cause, and, and then he died a few days later. Like, and that's not a, that's not a comfortable death. That is not a, you're just going to no. drift off. And that's an infection that's that killed him. With the morphine. I'm like, okay, I can get behind the morphine. So I just, uh, but then again, he, but he goes right back to the fucking oxygen shit. And it really makes me mad. So two weeks later on August 15th, Harvey made Maud Nichols use a faulty oxygen tank. Uh, which killed her. And again, when I talk about the oxygen tank thing, it's because so people that use oxygen tanks, they do it because they can't get enough air in their lungs. So when you oh, take that away, they suffocate. Like if you ever, and I'm not saying to do this, but <laughs> if you ever have oxygen and you pull I it out of your nose are. and you run your fingers over those two prongs that go in your nose... It's forcing air out. So to take that away from someone is fucking disgusting. <laughs> and he did it again on August 30th, 1970, when he turned off William Bowling's oxygen tank. And this caused him to have a massive heart attack and die. I and I, I just... And he does this so many times. Like, it's so disgusting. So... Now, after this, he waits a couple months before his next murder, and there are, like, no known details or reasons why he just does. Um, but then on November 4th, 1970, Harvey was back at it again with the fucking oxygen when he forced Viola Reed Wyan to use a faulty oxygen tank that caused her to suffocate to death. How did um, he not get caught, though? I don't know. And listen, it, it gets worse. <laughs> And I don't know how he wasn't caught. So, like, and this, especially with this next one, to be honest with you. When it comes you. to patient deaths, they look at that shit like crazy. Yep. Which is why I'm thinking he got away with this because it was the 70s. Fucking 70s, man. So, on December 7th, 1970, Harvey changed his game up a little. And to be quite honest, I have no idea how he got away with this one. Like, this one blows my mind. So, Harvey gave Margaret Harrison an overdose of Demerol, codeine, and morphine. Jesus. How did he give her those extra meds and nobody noticed? Yeah. Because when I... Okay, again, because I was a medication aide. You had to do pill counts. You still do. If, yes. And if that count was off... Someone else had to count it again, and then someone else had to count it again, and then you had to fill out paperwork, and supervisors, and nursing directors got involved in that shit if one pill was missing. Which is a bitch and a half, by the way. It is. Because I've been part of a med count that was off, because people don't know how to count. Um, but there's a whole investigation that goes into med count if it's wrong. 
So I don't understand how he was able to give her overdose of three different medications and nobody noticed. Cause. But now another month went by before Harvey murdered again. And on January 9th, 1971, he went back to the same fucking oxygen tank shit. Um, and he made Sam Carroll use a faulty oxygen tank to suffocate him to death, which (sighs) now in January, he kills up his kill. He he kills up his kills. Y'all he ramps up his kills because on January (laughs) words are hard. So on January 5th, so mind you, he's already killed somebody on January 9th. And then on January 15th, Harvey decided to kill Maggie Rollins by smothering her to death. Then on January 23rd, 1971, Harvey forced Silas Butner to use a faulty oxygen tank. And then on January 26th, 1971, Harvey once again forced a patient to use a faulty oxygen tank. And this time it was John Combs. So he killed one, two, three, four people in the same month. Like, boom, 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 boom. And right before that, he had gone one month at a time. Question. Yes. Why the fuck were there so many faulty oxygen tanks around? My guess is he was using the same one. Or, like, he found a couple that were faulty. Now, in my experience, I don't necessarily... I've never had any faulty ones, but I had ones that were empty. Right. Like I've had empty ones. And so I'm wondering if he like, instead of like, instead of it being like faulty, like they're saying it was, maybe it was empty. All, but I just keep finding faulty, 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 faulty. So I'm again, wondering if they hadn't perfected their oxygen game in the seventies. Maybe. Because if they're all portable, it's easy they could be faulty like if the valve isn't tight enough and the oxygen is leaking out right i mean that's why i was like why are there so many of these fucking things around like what I don't know. maybe they well you know i don't know how you have been doing it but like when i was doing the whole cna portable oxygen tank we had one that was for empties and faulties and one that was for yeah. full ones and that's so i'm wondering if he was just grabbing like you know what I mean? Because it was a hospital, so there probably was a lot of portable oxygen tanks. Right. So I'm wondering if, like, he was just grabbing, like, the ones that were in that, like, faulty empty pile. <laughs> I don't know. I, don't know. I... I was so, just like, how the fuck is he managing to get away with this? Because, like, goddamn. I don't know, but he then wait. He completely skips over February, and it isn't until March 14th, 1971, that Harvey kills again, and this time it was Milton Sasser by an overdose of morphine. Now get this. This 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 makes me laugh, okay? Because up until this point he's killed all these people, right? Right. And he's getting away with it. But then on March 31st, 1971, he was arrested for burglary. Okay. <laughs> and he was drunk. Al Capone on tax evasion. <laughs> right. He was drunk when they brought him in for questioning and he muttered about the murders he committed. But uh, I mean, even nobody's going to believe a drunk guy. Right. Well, they questioned him extensively, but decided his uh, the outside of his like admissions that he did it, there was no evidence to make the, the murder charge stick. 
Which, so, I mean, uh, I guess that's fair. Like, I can understand that. Yeah. So, Irritating, a few weeks later, he goes on trial for burglary, pleads guilty to the lesser charge of petty theft, and paid an admission of guilt fine. <clears throat> and that's it. The fuck is an admission of guilt fine? I don't know. Uh, if anybody wants to clue me in on that, let me know. Uh, so he resigned from Marymount Hospital and he joined the U.S. Air Force. How? <laughs> what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I wish I, I was. <laughs> I can't get into the military because my five foot two ass has double D titties. So I couldn't meet the the weight requirement. But this motherfucker gets in when he's got, like, petty larceny charges? <laughs> Girl. So, but it didn't last long. He was in there less than a year, and he was discharged in March of 1972. Well, yeah, now, he's a bitch. Well, now, well, hold on. The grounds for discharge were not stated. But... It was rumored that his superiors were informed of his murder confection to the Kentucky police. And so I think that's why he was discharged is because they heard about it after a while and they were like, mm. but still. still. <laughs> so, um, I guess because he was dismissed from the army unwillingly, uh, it brought on bouts of depression, and in July 1972, Harvey checked into the Veterans Administration Medical Center in Lexington, Kentucky, and he would be out in and out of the mental ward of that facility over the next six months. And what pisses me off about this... Fuck that guy. ...is that he could go to the, the Veterans Administration right. <laughs> Medical Center. <laughs> like, excuse <laughs> me? That pisses me off a little bit. Like, why? Why does he get to go? Somebody make it make sense. I don't know. So, then, in August, he set the bathroom of an empty apartment in his building on fire in an unsuccessful suicide attempt. He was subsequently arrested and paid a $50 fine. And I, that just rolls my eyes, because I'm just like, oh my god. <sighs> he tried to kill himself again with NyQuil... And, would, and was again arrested and sent to the hospital. Why did he get arrested for NyQuil? So, okay. And I'm like, going to overshare. Sense. Hold on. I'm going to overshare a little bit. So, I know this is in Kentucky, but I was in Virginia when I attempted suicide when I was 16. I was put in handcuffs and taken to a mental hospital against my will. So I'm thinking that that's what happened because technically when you are put in handcuffs and put in the back of a police car, you have been arrested. I don't, I don't like America. And this was in Jesus. So if I graduated in 05, this was in 03. So this me being arrested and dragged off to a, a mental health facility was not that long ago. So, it, so I'm not entirely surprised that this happened in the 70s. 
However, the difference is Harvey was placed in restraints and received electroshock therapy, which we all know does not work. What the fuck? Um, like, I'm not saying he didn't necessarily need some shit. Like, right, but electroshock does not work. No. But in October, he was discharged. So this is October 1972. His mother would later condemn the hospital for releasing her son when he still clearly needed help. Which, again, I'm not completely surprised because we're talking about the 70s and mental health in the 70s is not the greatest. No. Shit, mental health nowadays isn't the greatest. No. So, Harvey spent the next few months trying to get his life together and eventually found part-time work as a nurse's aide at Cardinal Hill Hospital in Lexington. In June 1973... How? A- <laughs> Girl... In June 1973, he got a second nursing job at Lexington's Good Samaritan Hospital. Uh, He worked both jobs until August 1974 when he took up a clerical post at St. Luke's Hospital in Fort Thomas, Kentucky. I still want to know how. Uh, well, it gets better. So then in 19, September 1975, Harvey found employment working at the night shift at Cincinnati VA Medical Hospital. Uh, his duties were varied from including nursing assistant, housekeeping aide, cardiac cath- catheterization technician, and autopsy assistant. With no formal training. These were his duties. Like I can't. I don't I don't like people. <laughs> like okay, I get housekeeping aid and I get nursing assistant right, because fine. back then they did not have the same kind of training requirements that they do now for CNAs. So right. those I get. I'm like, but I, when like you still, put still in, mildly terrifying, but okay. Right. But when you put in cardiac catheter catheterization technician and autopsy assistant. Dude, I have plenty of medical training. I have two and a half years of nursing school under my belt, and that would still scare the shit out of me. Facts! Like, you're... Do you understand that... So, for those of you who may not know, cardiac catheterization means literally that. Putting... A catheter in somebody's heart. A catheter in someone's heart. Like, what? Usually to clear blockages. Like, you know, if they have, you know... Sometimes it can help avoid uh, heart attacks, too. Right. Or, like... They also use those catheters to put in the wires for pacemakers. Yes. So, but would you really want somebody who has no medical training doing that to you? No. I no. Want, I would hardly want somebody who has the medical training to do it to me. Facts. So, Let like, alone somebody who has none. So, of course, this whole, having this wide of a, a net at the hospital and it being the night shift, like, that was like the best opportunity he could have asked for as a serial killer. So during the remainder of 1975, so remember we're talking September, October, November, December. So four months. In four months, he killed six patients. Now, this pisses me off. Harvey admitted that he might have been, might have been, might have been, ladies and gentlemen, he might have been. That bothers me. Like, why would you, ugh. Anyway, he says that he might have been involved in the deaths of James Twitty, James Ritter, Harry Rhodes, and Sterling Moore, but claimed he could not remember the details. (sighs) 
Harvey also admitted to murdering Joseph Harris by reducing his oxygen, but he was never indicted for his murder. I don't like people. So, like, at this point, when this guy has this many murders under his belt and he admits it... Just just take it, take it for granted. Just put it on the indictment. Like, ugh. So... <sighs> the early 1980s brought in various variations in Harvey's methods. He moved in with a gay lover named Carl Howler and soon began poisoning him out of fear that his mate was cheating on him. Because that's rational. That's rational. Also, I love that they said mate. Yes. Uh, Harvey would slip small doses of arsenic into Carl's food so that he would feel too ill to leave their apartment. Um, on one occasion, uh, after this, Harvey, following an argument with a female neighbor, Harvey laced one of her beverages with hepatitis serum, serum nearly killing her b before the infection was diagnosed and treated. So he made a serum of hepatitis and gave it to his neighbor and her drink. I can't. Um, another neighbor, Helen Metziger, unfortunately, was not so lucky. And on I April 10th, 1983, Harvey murdered Helen by giving her arsenic, which led to paralysis and hemorrhaging after being given a tracheotomy. Uh, Harvey had a squabble with Carl's parents and began to poison their food with arsenic as well. And on May 1st, 1983, Carl's father, Henry, suffered a stroke and was uh, admitted to Providence Hospital. Harvey visited Henry there and placed arsenic in his pudding before leaving. Henry died later that night. And then Harvey continued to poison Carl's mother, Margaret, on and off for a year, but was unsuccessful in his attempts to kill her. Uh, yeah. Now, in, uh, Harvey claimed sometime between late in 1983 and early 1984, he accidentally killed Howard Vetter. Accidentally. But let me tell you what he did. Howard had been given wood alcohol to drink and later suffered a heart attack. His death was considered an accident. But it was an accident, guys. Um, I, for Harvey, I don't think it was, but whatever. Now, in January 1984, Carl, Carl called off their relationship and asked Harvey to move out of his apartment. Harvey was absolutely enraged and devastated at the rejection and spent the next two years trying to kill Carl with various poisons. Um, he also tried unsuccessfully to female, to, to female, to murder a female... <laughs> Words are hard. To female a murder, goddammit. To female a murder. <laughs> to murder a female acquaintance of Carl. Um, now, this was in January 1984 that he was trying to kill someone, but he didn't start killing again until September 19th, 1984. Um, and this one's brutal, too. He gave Hiram Prophet the wrong dose of heparin. No. 
Yeah. Uh, two months later, on November 9th, 1984, Harvey gave James Peluso a lethal dose of arsenic. So he's starting to move from suffocation to poisons. Again, how um, is he's not being caught? I don't know because, but well, and then he has another dry spell after this. So that was in uh, September and November, and then he goes all the way until March before he kills again. So like he's spacing them out more. Um, now March twenty third, nineteen eighty five. Um, Harvey took a lethal dose of arsenic and put it into the Pepto Bismol of Edward Wilson. That's rough. Um, now, on January 18th, 1985, Harvey's murder campaign kind of suffered a setback. While leaving work, he was caught um, in a routine search of his gym bag. The search turned up various items of contraband and a 38 caliber pistol. Harvey was fined $50 for carrying a firearm on, on hospital property. He was also given the option of resigning rather than being fired. He took the option to resign and walked away with a clean work record. I mean, smart man, but also what? Right. So then seven months later, he's back in the medical employment, this time as a part-time nurse's aide at Cincinnati Drake Memorial Hospital. In the year 1986, remember there's only 12 months in the year, Harvey killed 19 people. Now, both Nathani Wilson, Watson, sorry, Nathani Watson and Leon Nelson were killed in April 1986 by being smothered to death. Virgil Weddle was also killed in April, but he was given a lethal dose of rat poison. On May 2nd, Harvey gave Doris Nolly a lethal dose of cyanide. The next month, Harvey killed two more patients, Edward, and I'm going to fuck this up and I'm so sorry, Edward Sherbeus by a lethal dose of arsenic and Robert Crockett with a lethal dose of cyanide. On January 7th, just like Robert, Donald Barney was also murdered with a lethal dose of cyanide. And then on July 25th, Harvey killed another patient with cyanide, but this time it was James Woods. So he started to really like cyanide in the year of 86. So I think that's another reason why he's not being caught is because his methodology is methodology is changing. Yeah, I can um, see that. So then in August, Harvey went back to arsenic, and on August 16th, he killed Ernest Frey. Uh, between the end of August and December of 1986, Harvey killed Milton Cantor, Roger Evans, Claiborne Kendrick, Albert Buman. William Collins, Henry Cody, Mose Thompson, Odeus Day, and Cleo Fish by administering a lethal dose of cyanide. Um, so in the and year isn't 19 cyanide poisoning like super painful. Yes, it is not a slow death. From what I understand, it causes like vomiting and it's painful as shit. Um. Now, in the year of 1987, there was no signs of Harvey slowing down. So, on January 1st, 1987, Harvey injected. So, all the other people had been just administered, usually by mouth. But this time, Harvey injected Leo Parker with a lethal dose of cyanide. Uh, 
And one month later, on February 5th, 1987, he did the same thing again to Margaret Cuckrow. And then uh, Harvey killed one more with cyanide on March 16th, 1987, and her name was Stella Lemon. Now, Harvey changed his tactics a tad during March 1987. Uh... He killed Joseph Pike and Hilda Leith with a lethal dose of Detachol. Now, I had to look this up because I don't know what the fuck it is. But Detachol is a non-irritating adhesive remover used in the aid of removal of dressings, tapes, and most sticky residue from the skin. And he injected these two people with it. (laughs) Wow. So, because so many patients were dying under Donald's care, Donald Harvey's care, that he earned an ominous name around the hospital as the Angel of Death. So, they were calling him the Angel of Death at the hospital. What the fuck? Um, and no one suspected anything until the murder of John Powell. Now, Powell had been in a coma for several months after a motorcycle accident, but had been showing signs of recovery when he died suddenly on March 7th, 1987. Um, Harvey admitted that he injected John with a lethal dose of cyanide. Tissue samples taken during the autopsy proved that John had in fact been poisoned and an investigation was launched. Now, mind you, this was March 7th and then he actually killed again on March 16th. He killed Stella Lemon. So like he was under no thought that he was under suspicion. Which is insane. (laughs) Um... Now, having eliminated Powell's friends and families as suspects, the police began to focus on hospital employees. And once they heard of Donald Harvey's macabre name, um, suspicion obviously fell on him. I wonder fucking why. uh, Right. So you're going to love this part. So police obtained a search warrant for Harvey's apartment and turned up a huge, like, mountain of evidence, including large amounts of cyanide and arsenic, a library book, a library of books on various poisons, and his detailed murder diary. <laughs> it's always a fucking murder diary. <laughs> Why? Why? Why would you keep a murder diary? Ugh. Because they're stupid. So Harvey was placed under arrest for one count of aggravated murder. Because you have to remember, up until this point when he was arrested, they only thought he j- murdered John Powell. Um. He filed a plea of not guilty by reason of insanity. Fuck you. (laughs) I knew Kate was going to have some feelings about that one. (laughs) And was held under a $200,000 bond. Now, during his, you know, while they were holding him, the police began looking into several other suspicious deaths at the hospital. Um, So Harvey was like, oh, fuck. You know, he... They, he was concerned that had the you know the full extent of his crimes would be discovered. So Harvey contacted investigators and offered a full confection confection Jesus Christ confession in exchange for avoiding Ohio's death penalty. So he pussed out. Words are hard today, man. They are, but he pussed out. He pussed out. I mean, you can't did. tell me he didn't. Like the fuck, my guy. So. During his interview, when he asked how he got away with the murders, and this is going to piss you off so bad, and I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> Harvey replied, and I quote, most of the doctors would be so overworked, so busy that a patient could die and the family doctor would not come in and pronounce that person dead. They'd have a resident do that. They'd just pronounce him dead and send them straight to the funeral home. I hate everybody. <laughs> Harvey began reciting his confession on August 11th. Um, eventually admitting to more than 70 murders over a 17 year period. Investigators were stunned by these numbers and insisted on a psychiatric evaluation by a panel of experts, which I understand, right? Because they're like, this guy has to be fucking nuts. Um, I mean, obviously. However, a statement was issued by the Cincinnati's prosecutor office that said, this man is sane and competent, but is a compulsive killer. He builds up tension in his body, so he kills people. However, of course, Harvey was like, his killings were out of mercy. Harvey, oh yeah, they were totally out of mercy. How could we not see that? Um, so Harvey once said, I felt like what I was doing was right. I was putting people out of their misery. I hope if I'm ever sick and full of tubes or on a respirator, somebody will come and end it. A volunteer is tribute. Right. <laughs> On August 18th, 1987, Donald Hardy pled Harvey pled guilty to 24 counts of aggravated murder, four counts of attempted murder, and one count of felonious assault. He received four consecutive 20 years to life sentences. Now, three weeks later, a Kentucky court, because remember, he changed states when he was murdering people, sentenced him to eight life terms for the 12 murders committed at Marymount Hospital. In, Febu in February 1988, he entered a guilty plea on three additional Cincinnati homicides, drawing three more life sentences. But did you notice that none of them said without the ability of parole? I hate everybody. <laughs> so he would have been eligible for parole in 2047. However, he did not make it even close to his parole. And on March 30th, 2017, Harvey died at the age of 64. And you're going to love this. Everybody who's been pissed off in this episode so far, you're going to love this. Uh, he didn't Am die I, of natural... Huh? Am I, though? Yes, because he didn't die of natural causes. Fucking good. You want to take a guess how he, how he, how he died? Hopefully cyanide poisoning. <laughs> no. The prisoners beat him to death in his cell. Good. <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Right? Seriously. Fuck right off. <laughs> All of the deplorables literally could just get sent to prison because even the morally bankrupt who do crazy shit don't fuck with that. They're like, nah. Fuck you, dude. You a chomo? I You dead. But he he definitely and like what gets me about the the murders specifically on this one is they don't really talk about the sexual assault involved in some of them where he like does the wrong size catheter thing. Yeah, like why? Why are we not talking about this? like that's gross that they don't even bring it up. But that's the story of Donald Harvey, the angel of death, and we all hate him. So, 
Um, hopefully the audio turned out okay on this because if it didn't, I'll probably scream. Um, hopefully after this week, Kate, well, not Kate, me, I will get my shit together and we'll record. Um, now I don't know what's going to happen for Christmas. I'm going to try to find maybe some Christmas ones. I have a Christmas one that I want to do. Okay. Well, what week is that's next week, right? Yeah, next Friday is Christmas Eve. Okay, so we can record next week and not bother each other for Christmas. That'll work. We'll talk about it later. You guys don't need to hear all that stuff. Alright, so as always, if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love anybody else? Can I get an amen? Amen. Alright, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye! Bye!